Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. How did we get here? Can the situation be mended? And who's to blame for all of this drama already here in Colts camp? We're going to talk all about it all tonight. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host and fellow writer at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, the Colts can never take a weekend off. I, I tried to stay off of things. It was my birthday weekend, was hanging out with friends and family. And so I was hoping that that nothing major would come out. So Saturday night, right after Colts practice, the news dropped it drops that Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade. Uh kind of put a little bit of a damper on my birthday weekend, but hey, it is what it is. There's there's no uh loss of, of content here in, in Colts country. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good. It was uh, a lot of fun going to training camp for the first time. And, you know, the big story wasn't, you know, how well everyone looked or, you know, Anthony Richardson being frustrated and Steichen helping him. It, it was what Jonathan Taylor's facial expressions were. That was what the mm-hmm. media room was talking about from top to bottom, man. So I'm excited to talk about it now. Hopefully we can get a resolution to this, but it does need to be broken down. So. I mean, it's it's not a it's not truly a Colts training camp if there isn't some sort of drama going on behind the scenes. We, it, it seems like year after year after year, you can certainly count on it. Uh, we already have people ready to talk. Oh, Jonathan nice. Taylor in the chat, Wombat, it's here. What's up to you, Beverly? Twin Life uh, is also in the building. Stats, Matt, good to see him back. Glad this is a quiet off season for the Colts. Uh, what could we possibly talk about? What uh, has happened since Thursday? Well, we're gonna get a heavy dose of it tonight stats matt uh joe is in the house uh good to see you my beautiful wife danielle has already given us her nightly super sticker uh, as more and more people uh come in here and then sarah is here hello to you sarah and guys we're going to be talking a lot about Jonathan Taylor, a lot about some of the other things that are happening at Colts camp, really just getting everything set up for the week here. And, and there's a lot of news to get through. So before we do that, as always, please go ahead and follow us on all of our social media, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to Horseshoe Huddle's YouTube channel. 
click that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Shad and the Saddle Up show are, are going live as well, because you're not going to want to miss any content that we have here at Horseshoe Huddle. Uh, and if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to us uh, and get your podcast, we're on there as well. So make sure to give us a subscribe. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star review, uh, because that always helps out in the comments or, or in the in the in the algorithm, I should say, not the comments. We hope you guys comment on on our show here. <laughs> Go, leave us a like on our show. But uh Colts fans, as as we see more and more of you guys trickling in here, uh, we have to start out with the big news from the weekend Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade uh, from the Indianapolis Colts Um, it certainly wasn't uh, I wouldn't say it was surprising with how things have been going Um, and it turns out that that Jonathan Taylor actually requested a trade uh, from the Colts it wasn't even on Saturday that's just when the news came out Ian Rappaport was the first one to report that on Saturday night Um, but it turns out that he actually requested this trade on Tuesday. Uh, the more that's come out about this, seems like Jonathan Taylor, after that uh, uh, that meeting with Chris Ballard that he had on Tuesday, is when that trade request came through, um, and, and that kind of makes sense about what what everything else that has transpired since. Special shout out to Truett here for also giving us a super sticker tonight. Truett, we thank you thank so you. much. Uh, you're one of the good ones, buddy. Really appreciate the super sticker. Uh, but yeah, Drake, uh, the, the title of this episode is our gut reaction to the Jonathan Taylor trade request. When you saw that notification pop up on your phone on Saturday, what was your gut reaction? Well, it was actually interesting. I was out on a walk with uh, my girlfriend, Aubrey, and I just really didn't think anything of the the notifications coming through didn't really look at my watch got inside and i i just i I said man this this was just a joke not a joke but like a a tweet that i put out after seeing his reaction at training camp just his face i was like you know the worst thing i'm waiting to hear is jonathan taylor requests a trade and i thought to myself he's got one year left on his contract no way no way is he no and then he did I could not believe it. I was like, holy cow, either this guy has been quietly pissed off uh, for a while or his agent, as we'll probably get to at some point, uh, Malki Kawa is just very good at, at getting into, you know, getting into the head of his guys as his job indicates he should. So um, shock, uh, really hope it gets worked out and the offense could look a whole lot different without him. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, 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 I said earlier that it wasn't surprising, but I also didn't think it would come to this point. Um, yeah. I, I never never thought that, that Jonathan Taylor would be the type of guy to to request a trade, just, just to flat out say, you know what, you, if you're not going to pay me right now, I'm done. And, and that's certainly what it has come to. And there's been a lot of talk about his agent, like you said, Drake, and, and we're going to get to that in a bit. Uh, but it just things things over the last few months have drastically changed. I mean, from the last time that we heard from Jonathan Taylor back in in June when the Colts were wrapping up mini camp, wrapping up OTAs. I mean, he he did <clears throat> express a desire, excuse me, to to want to get paid. I mean, he wanted to be paid fairly. He wanted to uh, be shown uh, that the organization cares about him. He talked about uh, being not only a good player on the field, but but somebody in the community as as well that that has been looked up to and and that the organization can be proud of. But all of a sudden, uh, ever since he he has came to to training camp, it has been that stoic, that scowl on his face, hood up doesn't really interact with anybody. I think I we I think when we were there on on Friday, we saw him interact with Anthony Richardson for a little bit and and that's it. Uh it just there's just a completely a completely a complete 180 in, in his demeanor, how he's been conducting himself at least to the public. Obviously, there were some reports today by Pat McAfee that he's heard that Taylor hasn't been exactly tr- react or treating the the others within the organization like the equipment staff uh there's been a change in in his relationship and his his interactions with them as well it's just this isn't this isn't good between what is happening privately and now it's leaking out into the public space this whole thing is just a mess and and uh, there's just so many different ways that 
Taylor could have gone about this, that his representation could have gone about this, that it didn't need to be in the public eye. Maybe they wanted it to be in the public eye, but it seems like now that it is, there's a lot of Colts fans that are turning against Taylor and his agent for how they've handled things. Yeah, and look, I I understand the frustration, but um, there there's a multitude of reasons. That's why it's so hard to break something like this down is because there's so many reasons why Taylor feels and looks that way. You know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, theories out there that he's been, you know, coaxed into doing that by his agent to increase his value and just show how disgruntled he is to the organization, which is ridiculous, but you've heard it. That's how many things are being said about this. Um, I personally think that he wants a certain dollar amount as we'll get to later and the Colts are just sticking to what the league market value is, which is unfortunately, you just saw it with Saquon, one year, 11 million. Okay, is he probably worth more than that? Probably, but no one else is going to give him that deal. New York offered it to him and he caved. So it's like, that's how the running back position is. And like you said, over the last couple months, it's been incredible how fast it's just fallen in value. So, um, man, you know, I, I do got to say, I do got to say any Colts fan out there that is excited about Evan Hull, you know, you're excited about Deion Jackson and, you know, potentially what that backfield could do. They're not going to do what Jonathan Taylor can not with, not with that offense, not with Steichen, not with uh, Anthony Richardson. That's, I could be wrong, but there's almost no chance of that happening being on that level of Jonathan Taylor with two rookies, you know, potentially Scott and Hall. So sorry for the, sorry for the rant. Basically, it's going to be a lot different if he's not on the field with the Colts, whether he holds out somehow or they he somehow inevitably goes against what Ursay said and he ends up getting traded. Right. And, and I mean, as, as Ursay said on Saturday, um, the Colts will not be trading Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they said not now, not in October, meaning at the trade deadline. Um, just, just the, the, the Colts right now are not considering it. Now, when, when Taylor met with Ballard and requested the trade, then uh, Ballard at that time, Ballard had said, didn't say yes, didn't say no. He said the team would discuss it. Uh, that was being reported by by Stephen Holder at ESPN. But now that we have that that things have have taken place, and Ursa has come out flat out and said we aren't doing this. We are not going to be requesting a trade uh, with John. Uh, we're not going to be conducting or or accepting or moving forward with that trade request for Jonathan Taylor. And and what I think what a big problem with all of this and why Taylor is so upset is how the Colts are approaching this all now. Um I mean we've seen over the years we have seen uh uh Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, Shaquille Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Naheem Hines even all of these guys get extensions before their rookie deal is up. Now, all of a sudden, the Colts are in a wait-and-see approach. I mean, you, we heard Ballard talk uh, last Tuesday about it. He said, yeah, our history is good at play, paying our own players, but we had four wins last year, uh, We and we have a new coaching staff coming in. So as of right now, where the, where the Colts' position on this is, and it's not just with Jonathan Taylor. This position is where they're holding on Michael Pittman Jr., on Kenny Moore, on Julian Blackman, currently on all the guys that that are up for extensions or only have one year left on their deals, the Colts are holding this same position. So don't think it's just with Jonathan Taylor. But they want to see how this team and how these players play with this new coaching staff and 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 what they can prove. And because of them trying to shape this roster moving forward, they're now doing this wait and see approach to see who they want to keep and who they want to move on from. And Jonathan Taylor is simply just not accepting that. He doesn't want to. He wants to be paid now. He thinks he has done enough to to earn that second deal. And and regardless if he if he, if that's the right way to go about it or not. This is the, the Colts have the prerogative to to wait and and sign players or, or dish out extensions whenever they want. To be honest with you, because at the end of the day, it's 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 their team. And yes, it might be a disadvantage for the players, but at the same time, I mean, you you also signed that contract. So 
it's it's a little of he said she said of who's right who's wrong and, and you can make an argument for both sides drake but but that's really i think the crux of this and why jonathan taylor is so upset uh not only that that they're waiting to they haven't even offered him an extension um or or the dollar amount but just the way that the colts have all of a sudden done a done a 180 and are changing how they do business which i mean it could be the right way to go about things could be the wrong way we'll have to see but the Colts can do that. That's because they they're the ones they dish out the the contracts. And whether you like it or not, that's just how it's going to be this season. And I think Jonathan Taylor's just going to have to accept that. Yeah, and you know, there's like you said there's there's both ends to this argument. The 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 quick negatives could be, you know, well, or against why he should get the extension. Well, you've done one year's you know, work of real hardcore stuff from the backfield. I mean, Henry's out there with multiple cooks out there with multiple those guys, you know, I mean, Henry is to be determined, but cook, of course, that wasn't enough with the injuries. And so he's also coming off of an injury. That's another thing. He's not a receiving back, which is true. Look at, look at even Wisconsin. I mean, the guy caught, I think in three seasons, 30 passes and he was on the field all the time. Okay. So they did not throw Jonathan Taylor the ball, even in college. So the positives though, are the guy has shouldered the offense for the most part over the past couple of seasons, even last year, he really did shoulder the offense when he was out there, even though he was, you know, not getting the blocking or the lanes created. So there's a lot on both ends of this and that's why it could take a while, you know, I mean, and you're going to hear more and more coming out about this, especially with the fact that his agent does come from mixed martial arts, which even if it's real fighting, you promote and you start stuff. You you get you get in arguments and it's accepted. It's way different in the NFL, so that, it, that's why it looks and, and feels so crazy. Is because this guy's coming from a different way of being an agent in a totally different sport. So you got to hope, though, again, that Jonathan Taylor and the Colts can come to an agreement because this offense is just going to be so much more dynamic, and I think it's going to help Richardson's development immensely if Taylor's behind him. Right. And I want to highlight this comment from, from Stats Matt. He said, like you said, Andrew, new offensive staff, who knows if Steichen likes the defense after the season. So hard to determine who to keep. And they gave Steichen a longer deal. So they're they're yeah. letting Steichen really build this team. And and they want to see who performs well in this offense, who doesn't. I mean, Shane Steichen had success with a running back by committee last year. And and as you you pointed out in your piece, Drake, the Philadelphia Eagles didn't even keep their one thousand yard rusher in miles sanders they let him walk yeah. and now miles, right exactly yeah. and now miles sanders is is with the carolina panthers so mm -hmm. it's it's really they it's really hard to determine and, and i think it's a fair i think it's a fair approach do i think it could it, it could end up hurting the colts yeah certainly Jonathan Taylor all of a sudden decides gets healthy and says, you know what, screw it, I'm going to go out there and play. And then he increase he has a a season that is un is unlike any season we've seen from a running back before, and he just completely changes what what do you think about him or what he's his potential is Colts could be on the hook for a lot more money he could be demanding same with Michael Pittman Jr does Michael Pittman go out and prove that he is a legit number one wide receiver that money's going to go up what about Grover Stewart? Uh, if he continues his his ascent, Kenny Moore, if he can return to Pro Bowl form, I mean, you could lose out on on some of these guys, but it's a risk that the Colts are willing to take. Now, I do want to get uh, uh, onto this topic about about Jonathan Taylor's representation, Drake, uh, because we we've we've seen the tweets. Uh, his his agent surely hasn't uh, taken a a private approach to this going after Jim Irsay on Twitter, the constant retweets and likes about Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade uh, um, or, 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 or other fans saying that they, that Jonathan Taylor needs to leave Indy. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, yeah, you, you said he comes from the world of MMA. He, they, they do like to, to promote things. So it is a different style. Uh, and, and ultimately this might not make a, a difference in, in how negotiations are played out, but, but number one, the, the public, the public is not on their side. I mean, I no. have seen numerous Colts fans talking about how this agent is a bum. He's gone about things the wrong way. He's giving Jonathan Taylor incredibly bad advice on how to handle the situation. And, and so far, I mean, it seems like they're right because things aren't going anywhere. The public is just continuing to, to sour on these two. And Jonathan Taylor doesn't really look good right now. Uh, he, that's not just that's not just the media pushing a narrative that's what fans think 
That's what uh, other people around the league think. And, and it's just, I don't really see what good this is all doing. Like what is their angle to make either the public get on their side, the Colts to get on their side. It's, I, I just can't see it. Can can you can you do you have an idea of what they might be trying to do, or or are you in the same boat as I am? Well, you know, it's really hard to to say because it's not his first stint. Because I'm pretty sure is it is it? And you can clear. I, I don't know if you can clarify this, Andrew, but is he the agent of Shaq Leonard, or is his Correct. agency okay? So he is Shaq's. Correct. Agent. Correct. Okay. So he's got experience in the NFL, and he doesn't do anything he did nothing like that with Shaq Leonard at all now maybe Taylor sought him out because of this he knew that the running back position was being devalued and maybe he could see it early on and he thought to himself maybe there's a guy I mean look at what he did for Shaq Leonard and this guy comes from I mean he was John Jones's or is I don't know if he was or is but he was John Jones's agent and John Jones is literally one of the dirtiest guys in sports ever and he continued to get him, you know, I mean, his talent carried him, but like this was a guy that represented someone like that. So he is all about promotion. He likes to fan the flames. He called out Jim Ursay after Ursay probably shouldn't have sent out a tweet. This dude threw some gasoline and then an entire, you know, additional can of gasoline on the fire. And now we're here. So um, I think personally at this point, I think that they said, look, we'll pay you 13 14 million. In fact, I think Logan mentioned something about it here in the in the chat. Why can't we agree on 13 or 14 million? I bet you that's what the Colts offered him. And I bet you that his agent was like, oh no, dude, you can get league max. Like, or not max. You can get you can reset the the trend by getting over 16 million dollars. And I think that Jonathan Taylor is somehow biting into that a little bit. I really do think that. Malky Kawa might be a jerk, but I mean, the guy clearly knows what he's doing because he's got his client not saying one thing out like negative about him. I mean, Taylor hasn't said a word almost. So the only thing he did was deny a back injury, you know, so he's getting Taylor to fire back at the Colts now. So it's like, I think that, I think Malky Kawa is underrated as far as his skills. I think that as far as the way he's approaching this is completely unprofessional. Clearly it is, but now it's making Taylor look like a pariah in Indianapolis when not long ago, everyone was singing his praise, you know, to be with Anthony Richardson. So I think that's the the angle. I just think they're looking for the most money they can get. I think if a deal gets done though, Andrew, I think it's going to be between exactly what was said, 13 or 14 mil. And and that's the thing. They are looking for the most money they can get. And that if the they're the Colts haven't haven't offered him an extension yet. That's part of the reason why he is so upset because mm-hmm. there hasn't even been an extension uh, uh, extended to Jonathan Taylor, really, or it's because of this wait and see approach. And when when you're talking about uh, Destin Adams, uh, kind of, we, I was talking to him about it, and so from people he's talked to, I mean, the the starting point for for Jonathan Taylor is it seems like that to be paid higher than Christian McCaffrey to get the highest paid uh, uh, running back contract in in the league in NFL history, and that's just not going to happen. That's not going to be a starter for the Colts. It's not going to be something that any other team is willing to pay, uh, especially if they have to trade for him and and give up draft picks in the in the process. It's coming it's just off not of an injury too. Coming off of an injury, who and he's still injured he's on the pup list jonathan taylor has not passed a physical yet so he can't practice he can't practice and i mean people say he's holding out i mean technically isn't because he's not even healthy enough to hold out he's got to get healthy first and and for him not to even be able to pass that ankle that to that physical with that ankle injury which is is something that should be healed up by now he had the surgery in in january and a procedure like that shouldn't take at most more than a couple months to heal now he's there he's still having having issues with it it's 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 not a good look and it's definitely not where you want to be and then also claiming you know pay me and make me the highest paid highest paid running back in nfl history but the Colts are wanting to wait to see if those injuries are going to start piling up or if he can stay healthy. But yet this guy, but yet Taylor and his management are pushing for a contract extension while he isn't healthy. 
And while he's not able to go out there and practice, and who knows if 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 these injuries are going to continue to pile up, it's 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 just adding on to the what doesn't make sense because it seems like Taylor and his management are making all these demands and want there to be action and negotiations right now, but they don't have any of the leverage to really push that. I mean, you at least have to be healthy in, in order to do that. Um, and, and so right now, Jonathan Taylor isn't, so it just seems like it's a, it's a non-starter right now. And, and I don't blame the Colts for not engaging in it. I mean, it's it's because if they want to see him healthy, again, he's not. So what would make them want to do that if he's not even healthy and out there participating? Yeah, and you know, if we're taking the argument of well, they they should trade him. Okay, let's let's say that the Colts even wanted to. Who's a suitor out there? Like that's another thing that's been very lightly said because I know that Malki Kawa has, as I'm sure he's wanted to, has pulled a lot of the attention to Taylor and himself. But let's talk about, I mean, who? Let's see, Buffalo maybe, because uh, they want to get over. Buffalo the hump. doesn't even have the have the cap space for him. Well, there you go. So that completely removes them. Miami is another potential suitor because you've been hearing about Dalvin Cook, but how does he fit? He's not a receiving back in a receive in a passing offense, you know. So it's like there's just not really a market out there for him. Then you got to get into the cost. Who's going to pay him that kind of money? That's more than likely because we don't know for sure. But I really like to, I'd, I'd like to side with Destin Adams on that one is that I bet you that he started right there at the league max and is pushing for higher. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible because there's no leverage, like you've said over and over again. Yeah. And, and that's uh, trading for him. It just seems like you, you also have to find that trade partner and, and it's going to be tough to, to find that trade partner uh, for a running back that, that wants to get paid. And, and it's not like the Colts are the only team that is not paying running backs. Mm-hmm. Most of the entire NFL is not dishing out money to, to running backs. And even when they did, I, I let's, I want to touch on this at the, like, that so we, we always talk about Christian McCaffrey making on average 16 million a year, Alvin Kamara on average 15 million a year. And that's what all the running backs, all the running backs that are, are, are gunning for new deals. They, they want to get to, but the NFL right now is like, you know, that's just not going to happen. And, and because, because running backs are, are so easily replaceable. I mean, we saw Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh round pick, go out and, and play very, very well with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. There is a very loaded running back class that's coming in this in the 2024 class that that a lot of teams could be eyeing and say, you know, we can get our next back right there. So when when you're looking at guys like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, not even thinking about uh, 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 like the other running backs, but but things that make them so special is you look at Christian McCaffrey and his receiving threat, Alvin Kamara and his receiving threat. These guys aren't just downhill runners. They're all around backs that can do everything. Now, do I think Jonathan Taylor is a top five back in the NFL? Absolutely, I do. But at the same time, Jonathan Taylor, for how great he is, he still has some weaknesses. I mean, if you turn on the film last year, Jonathan Taylor and pass protection was not good. Uh, there was a lot. I mean, the offensive line took a lot of the heat, but the tight ends and the running backs are are involved in that pass protection as well, and and it's just not it's just not there as far at an elite level. His pass protection, you could say that his receiving prowess isn't isn't there when you compare it to the elite receiving backs in the NFL, like Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. So if you want to start, not if you want to start. If he wants to be paid that, he needs to be that all-around back. And you can start poking holes into that and say, you know, you need to be the best running back in the entire NFL if you want that. And and if not, then then you're not going to get that deal. Shout out to Patrick Rye in the chat for the $20 yeah. super chat here. Been out in Washington State with no cell signal on vacation. But it's 427 in Port Angeles, and I'm here away from civilization for a week, and the Colts meltdown. Thanks for helping me ignore my family at the end of this trip, Jets. (laughs) Well, Patrick, we always (laughs) love your presence in in our chat. You you make us laugh every episode, and and you provide great great analysis, too. So shout out to Patrick. Really appreciate the super chat. Uh, You're you're a legend, man. It's as simple as that. But... But yeah, Drake. I mean, getting back to to the to to Jonathan Taylor, it just it, it, if he's really asking for 17, 18 million a year, I mean, you got to be that all around back. 
and and that those are going to be some of the points that the Colts are going to come up with. Like you know, that, that it's just if you're not able to to be better than those guys on all levels, then we we can't do that. So it's just very interesting to see play out, and and it's just it's turned so public and so messy, and it's it's it's. I, I think it, there's blame to go around, which we'll, we'll kind of get into next, but th- there was definitely an avenue for this negotiation, this whole situation to go without it being this messy and without it being so public as well. Yeah. And um, you kind of, you kind of look at this entire situation as a whole, and it's really sad to see that the running back position has kind of fallen apart a bit in value but when we're talking about the here and now, you look at those aforementioned two guys, right? You look at even Eckler, you know, you look at McCaffrey and, and Eckler, and then I think Kamara, as far as the, the, the tier of how good at blocking they are in pass protection and whatnot, those three guys can still block in pass protection. Kamara doesn't look like he could, he can. And McCaffrey lays the lumber on people. I mean, and they can receive very crisp. They've run, they run very good routes. I mean, hell, on any given Sunday, Eckler's the best receiver on the Chargers. So it's it, Taylor doesn't do either one of those things, even at a good level. And it's not to knock him because he's so good at running the football. Like you said, that mm-hmm. makes him a top five back. Good God help any defense if he can figure out how to even be a, an average pass catching back and an above average blocker. I mean, mm-hmm. man, his his value will skyrocket so i bet you those are probably the two areas of, le- of, of leverage the colts are just holding on to because they don't have to move they can stand right there in those positions and say you don't do either one of these things how do you think we need to pay you more than the guy who does all three of those things so it's just it's it's a wild time to be a colts fan uh and as you said it doesn't really seem like there's any off season where the drama doesn't hit but i can't remember a situation where it's been at least in recent memory, where it's just been this weird, crazy, and just completely unexpected. Unboxing Mania, I want to shout out uh, him, says, on the I'm on the side that JT's agent is terrible, and he is getting fully influenced by him. <laughs> Such a terrible moment to start asking for a raise with the current running back market, plus coming off an injury-riddled season. And then we've got another super chat from Patrick here. Guys get mad about the running backs being devalued, but the state of the game and schemes of offenses speak for themselves. See the following. Patrick, this, this man is just... He, he's coming in hot with the super chats he's this is why we call him a legend guys legend times because, two because patrick just does not stop uh with his generosity we we really appreciate you patrick there's gonna be a comment following after that so yes yeah, so I mean, so a we'll, colon. yeah there is a colon so we'll see if there if, if patrick follows up here uh but but yeah drake i mean let's ultimately who do you think is to blame is this the Colts? Is it Taylor? Is it just his agent? Uh, as as we get the uh, the follow up comment, another super oh chat from Patrick. <laughs> uh, the best top seasonal rusher team finished by recent decade. Uh, from 1990 to 1999, there were four Super Bowl champions, including the top rusher. Uh, from 2000 to 2009, top rusher appeared in one Super Bowl and lost the mm. game has changed and and patrick thank you so much buddy i mean yeah, just man. just blown away with your generosity but patrick's absolutely right here the game has changed this isn't the 90s anymore where teams win by running the ball and defense teams win by throwing the football we're gonna throw to score points and then we're gonna run to win because you're you've already scored so many points that you're up so you finish the game off by running the football Shane Steichen so Drake who's to blame in in all this Colts Taylor his agent combination of all of them what's your take I I mean I think that I could go the vanilla answer and say a combination of all of them, but if we're going to pick a side, it absolutely has to be Jonathan Taylor and his agent, both of them. It's more so his agent. Okay. Because like I said, his agent has come in from a world of sports where it's incredibly aggressive, the way that you push deals and promote them. I mean, you know, crap talk is literally just part of the game. It's not the way that's not how you do it in the NFL. It's all about respect in the NFL now. So 
this has not panned over well. Taylor, I think, is feeding into this guy. So it, I'm not going to say shame on Taylor. He's young, man. He wants to make money. He wants to get paid for what he's done. I respect it and I get it. But he's also not being reasonable and maybe needs to accept that his representation is just ridiculously bad. Now, I think he needs to get through this contract thing first before releasing your agent because, God forbid, if you have to start – over again it'll be his third time everyone he was already with another agency that he dropped because they were dealing with a legal matter and then he gets with this guy so taylor's over two with his representation um but i think he's gonna have to get through this you know before picking someone else but man it's definitely on malki kawa and it's on jonathan taylor but i would put kawa's influence and how ridiculous and toxic it is up here taylor's just following his agent man and to cap it off here, Patrick, with oh another super chat to finish up, uh, say from, 20, it rain in here. from 2010 to 2019, the top rusher lost in the conference championship once from 2020 to 2022, top rusher lost in the wild card game. Uh, wow. and, and was as Derek Henry, I think it was, and he, he caps it off by saying, it's obvious when you look at the starting running back of every Super Bowl winning team, the past 15 years and and it's 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 true all that's true just the devaluation of the running back because it's it's more of a by committee approach and and the league has turned into a passing league and and that's what's more most important is that quarterback position not a strong running game uh we'll give, we'll give one we'll give a shout out here to augustine uh from panama again he says hey. i think the influence in jt goes farther than his agent i think there's someone on the inner circle that is making him see things that aren't there and it really could be um but 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 as far as far as blame game goes it part of the part of the vanilla answer is correct there is blame forever uh, on all sides uh the yep. colts definitely for for deciding to do this and and change things up as we get another super chat from logan schmidt yeah. who says patrick is a is a goat uh absolutely <laughs> we'll shout out to thank uh, you logan. To patrick and our other goat logan schmidt thank you so much for the super chat buddy um but yeah i mean the colts changing things up it's it's obviously going to make some of the players upset but uh, but i think that the 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 biggest thing on all of this and the, the biggest blame it's got to go to jonathan taylor and and his management for being over aggressive in this situation and while not having enough leverage because jonathan taylor is coming off an injury riddle season he is still injured the the market for running backs is is just not there and and then to go about this kind of so publicly and and then for Jonathan Taylor to say well if I'm not going to get paid now I'm just automatically going to uh, uh demand a trade uh it's 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 un as you were saying Drake it's it's really unreasonable and it's it's it seems like Taylor and his management have just overplayed their hand they and and the outcome is not going to be what they had originally thought so I mean it's 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 going to be I, I unfortunately I don't think this this saga is going to end anytime soon. I I do think that this is going to continue. I don't see the Colts trading Jonathan Taylor um, if he unless they unless they go and and some team offers them an exorbitant and an offer that blow just blows them away. But again, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be here with the Colts. Um, I don't see them getting a deal done anytime soon at, at this point. And and I think J Jonathan Taylor and his management, if they want to want to come to a deal seriously and and they want to possibly work something out, think, things are going to have to change. There's going to have to be a different approach to all this because just just making demands without any leverage is not going to get you anywhere it's 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 not going to help your 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 public image as as far as to win the win over the the court of public opinion and and it's just going to lead to more and more dysfunction and and becoming a bigger bigger distraction uh when jonathan taylor has never been a distraction for the colts before if he wants to keep going this way and be a distraction i mean the colts would be i think the colts at the end of the day will end up being fine with letting Jonathan Taylor walk if if this continues to to be a problem. And and that, and that's really sad 
because I think there is an avenue where Jonathan Taylor could still make very good money with the Indianapolis Colts, be one of the highest paid running backs in the league. uh, And and this didn't have to come about. It didn't have to be this way. And and it's unfortunate that it's played out as, as it has so far. Well, and at the end of the day, it all comes down to this. If he plays with the Colts, that is going to completely change the offense. And you have all these rookies around, Bo. At the end of the day, if you're the Colts, you have to put your team above the drama that is ensuing. And if it continues to blow out, blow out of out of control, they need to remember they have a bunch of rookies behind Jonathan Taylor, behind a lot of positions on this team. And this is just such a massive distraction. Just get it figured out one way or another. We have a question from Patrick here since he's given us so many super chats that we'll answer all Patrick's questions tonight. Uh, (laughs) Do we think uh, this is going to be almost a carbon copy of the Kenny Moore saga? Um, I I wouldn't say that because I, I think this is way past. The, the Kenny, what happened with Kenny Moore last year? Kenny, Kenny Moore held in, but as soon as training camp started, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, you didn't hear Kenny Moore talk about it. Kenny Moore ended up having a bad, a bad year, um, but but this is this is way worse. I think this is way past what what the Kenny Moore situation ever turned into, um, and 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 unfortunately, it, it seems like it, it might get worse before it, it gets better, if it ever does get better. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So we have talked about Jonathan Taylor now for for almost forty minutes, um, but uh, a <laughs> lot, 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 lot to unpack, man. Yeah, and, and yeah. a stats, Matt, with a super <laughs> chat to get us kind of going on to that next uh, that next topic here. Uh, he says next next topic. At least AR has looked good, except for a nasal surgery. Let's talk positive now, stats, Matt. We really do appreciate the super chat, buddy, and as always, appreciate your support. 
And it just seems like he reads my mind every time. So let's move to our Colts camp update for for the episode. Stats, Matt, the wizard. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to work <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, we, let, let's start out by talking about Anthony Richardson because Richardson has looked good. I mean, Drake and I talked about it last Friday. Uh, uh-huh. He he looked good in the practice that we saw. Uh, looked looked look. He had a little bit up and down on Saturday's practice, but overall looked good. Uh, he did not practice today because of nasal surgery and and having to get uh, uh, a septum issue fixed but he was out there at practice today he was taking the mental reps as Gardner Minshew took all the first team reps today Uh, he was kind of going through the motions with each one of those so I would expect Anthony Richardson to be back to practice tomorrow uh, but at the very latest he'll be there um, on Thursday Uh, so so but Drake, I think, I think for myself, I've been very encouraged by what I've seen out of Anthony Richardson so far. Yeah, even when he's messed up, Shane Steichen is right in his pocket. The, the, Shane Steichen is basically treating him like his own son right now. Like he is mm-hmm. following him everywhere Richardson goes. If Richardson does something good, Steichen's telling him, you know, at a boy. If he's frustrated, like we saw him at fr- on Friday, I think he was like he was like hitting his helmet or something. You could tell he was visibly frustrated, and he was talking to Shane Steichen. You know, he literally was right there with Steichen. So it's just good to see him progressing week after week. It's good to see him when he makes those mistakes and he's frustrated, he's going right to the coach. Um, yeah, you couldn't be happier with the way he's developed so far, and it makes you excited for how he's going to continue doing that as preseason approaches. Exactly. Another super chat here from Logan Schmidt. Really appreciate you, buddy. Um, and he asks, he gets us right back on the Jonathan Taylor talk. Does JT <laughs> sign an extension with the Colts? Drake, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Do you think Taylor signs an extension with the Colts? Yes, I absolutely do. I think I think uh, I'll, I'll go with a wild card here. It, it could either be like a two year, twenty eight million dollar deal because the Colts don't want to go long term, but they'll save more money by doing like a four year. $56 million contract. I, I I agree with you, Logan. I think it's going to be between 13 and 14 mil. I just think that his agent's pushing him to go over Christian McCaffrey's league setting. I would say right now, I do think that Jonathan Taylor still signs an extension. Is it going to be the money he wants? No. But no. the Colts could drag this out a lot longer than, than Taylor would be willing to go, I think. Because, again, if, if things end up where where something with the uh, the so-called back injury or the Colts end up placing him on the non-football injury list, uh, it extends his his rookie contract out another year. Uh, the Colts can franchise him for two seasons up to this. So there's still, like I said, this thing is nowhere close to being over. Uh, if the Colts do decide to extend uh, to uh, to extend an offer to Jonathan Taylor for an extension, uh, I think I think that would certainly help things, but what we'll have to see. Uh, long way to go. Long way to go. It doesn't seem like things Ugh. are repairable right now, but yeah. I mean, hey, we also we also thought that this wasn't going to be an issue just a few short weeks ago. So, Logan, <laughs> thanks again for the super chat, buddy. Really appreciate all of your support as always uh and let's i mean drake we might as well just talk about the other bad news that happened to the running backs today as zach moss colts had their first uh padded practice of training camp and zach moss who was the running back one with jonathan taylor on the pup list zach moss breaks his arm in practice today was visibly frustrated right after it happened uh the initial diagnosis of the initial timeline uh was that he would be out for around six weeks which would place him out uh till around week two of the regular season so we'd probably miss game one uh again Stephen holder of espn is reporting that his the timeline that he had heard is a little bit better four to six weeks um so if it's closer to that four range zach boss could be ready for for week one but but either way uh just just not good considering everything that's going on with taylor and the colts they don't need any more issues with the running backs and, and unfortunately the de facto running back one goes down with an injury today. Yeah, and he was doing, you know, good things in camp. In fact, everybody in the running back committee, even Jake Funk has had some plays. But, you know, there's been people that are like, well, hey, next up, all right, Xavier Scott and and Evan Hall, well, you have a fifth rounder, okay, and an undrafted free agent. 
Okay, that's not what you don't want those guys to have to to jump into a starting role like that their first season. They're going to really get more effective experience by being behind guys like Taylor and guys like Zach Moss. So you can only hope that Taylor gets this extension thing done and you can just hope that Zach Moss's injury status is four weeks instead, because last season he actually played pretty dang good for the Colts, almost averaged five yards a carry, looked great at the end of the year despite losing to the Texans. He had over 100 yards in that game, man. I mean, he was basically rolled the offense out there by himself. So he's got promise in Steichen's offense. It just stinks that after everything going on with Taylor, this had to happen to compound it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a big fan of Evan Hall, but I I don't I don't necessarily want to see him go out there and be a three down starter right away. Yeah. I mean, let let yeah. the guy get get used to the NFL a little bit first. Uh, but Deion Jackson has started in that role before has has done has had some really good games has had some underwhelming games at times. Um, yeah. But but we'll but we'll have to see. Hopefully. This whole Taylor situation, maybe once he comes off of pup, uh, we'll see if he decides to hold out or if he he goes out there and plays. We'll we'll have to see, but uh, yep. just more drama surrounding the running back position as of right now. Another super chat from Patrick here. Uh, he he says Taylor will sign an extension when it comes to it. He will see the upside with playing with Anthony Richardson and stay. Kenny Moore two is what I'd see. Uh, all right, what I'd say, Patrick. Thank you so much, buddy. I I, I think. Own the channel, right? Exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> going to be the Patrick Rice, the Patrick Rice show here in a bit. But uh, it's, it's, it's. I, I mean, I, I think that's what Colts fans all want to see is is Jonathan Taylor sees the upside, uh, decides to to that he buries things when the Colts do offer him an extension, he's okay with it. Um, lot, lot still left to go, but. Patrick, I, I think I've, I've told you thank you uh, like seven times, seven or eight times. But thank you yeah. once again for all. If I ever all see that, I'm going to buy him support. a six pack. Right yeah, away. exactly. But hey, even more, we'll buy it. Buy him a couple shots. But uh, um, <laughs> let's let's move on to another injury. Unfortunately, that happened at training camp today. Jelani Woods uh, was seen uh, with a wrap around his leg. Uh, Shane Steichen said that it was a little bit of a hamstring. He didn't go into detail. He hadn't been updated on it yet, but uh, Colts are dealing with a lot of hamstring issues right now. But with Anthony Richardson out there, which Jelani Woods expected to have a really big year at tight end, that that's you don't want to see him injured. You want him out there as much as possible in camp. Yeah, and they have a crowded room, so this is going to allow the next man up. You know, whether that's Mo Alley or Kylan or you know mm-hmm. Andrew Ogletree. Drew Ogletree. Drew Ogletree's been looking great like he did last year. So who knows what's going to happen. But, man, that is an injury you don't want to see. And right now I think the Colts are going through a little bit of an injury spell. So you're hoping that as the weeks, you know, kind of approach here that you see fewer and fewer people wrapped up in stuff and on the list of inactives. Thankfully, outside of Zach Moss, everything has been pretty minor. So if Mm -hmm. that could continue, uh, I'd, I'd be happy with that. But there has been a rookie on the offensive side of the ball that has continued to make plays in the receiving game, and it's Josh Downs. And he had the play of the day uh, in camp today uh, on an out route to the left. Gardner Minshew put it on him, and and Josh Downs snagged it with a one with one hand away from the cornerback, showing his catch radius and and those sticky hands that that we all knew he had coming out of North Carolina. Uh, But good to see that rookie uh, making some plays and, and really making a name for himself in camp. Well, we've been saying it. He's only five foot nine, but the guy's catch radius is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. it's even ridiculous when he only has one arm outstretched. So that just gives you encouragement for what this guy is capable of as he gets more NFL experience and gets better acclimated with his quarterbacks. Right. And and things at the slot receiver position are kind of playing out how, how Drake and I thought they would. Um, right now, Isaiah McKenzie is the starter in the slot, is that wide receiver three. Josh Downs is, is working primarily with the second team, still getting plenty of first team reps, but Isaiah McKenzie would be the starter now. But Josh Downs is knocking on that door, and we think as the season goes along, uh, Josh Downs will probably end up as that starter and have a pretty big role uh, within this Colts offense. So uh, just to kind of wrap up here with a little bit of defensive talk, Drake, a guy that's been making names at cornerback with the injuries to Juju Brents, to Darius Rush. There's been another starter on the outside, Daryl Baker Jr., uh, a guy that we really didn't talk too much about coming into the season, but he's had a really, really good camp so far, and he's pushing for some starting reps. 
uh, as, as far as he's been holding his own against Michael Pittman, against Alec Pierce, uh, in those one-on-ones, in the team settings. Uh, Daryl Baker Jr., uh, probably one of the surprises of training camp so far. Well, and that's that's got to be reassuring for the Colts because they didn't go out and sign a big name free agent. You know, they they shored up their depth chart with with a signing. So, for a guy like this that's been in the works and, and you know been in the organization to to kind of slowly work his way up, that's got to be really really encouraging if you're Gus Bradley because you didn't have to spend a lot of money to go get somebody and you just developed someone within the organization. So um, you're hoping it continues. It'd be pretty cool if it did, and you know might make us all feel stupid for not talking about him uh come this time next year <laughs> yeah so i mean it's just at, at that worst it's showing that that he could be a bright spot in in the cornerback depth area once juju brents and darius rush return uh that's that's something that the colts that was one of the major issues is do the colts have enough depth at corner and if daryl baker jr can continue this that's just another body on the outside that the colts can use uh throughout the season if, if they need to uh but the other players that practice today were uh samson ebukam with a hamstring again juju brents still dealing with that hamstring and darius rush with a shoulder injury safety julian blackman also with a hamstring and then jake witt uh the seventh round rookie uh offensive tackle is dealing with a little bit of a hip injury shane steichen again said that none of these are, are too serious and and they're expecting these guys back soon uh but i think you, you'd really like to see those rookie cornerbacks get back out there as quickly as possible. Juju Brent still has not practiced. Darius mm-hmm. Rush with only a couple practices. You want those guys out there and, and taking as many reps as possible because they're going to be relied on heavily throughout the regular season. Yeah, and you're just hoping that, again, this is just a little spell that's happening with some of these minor injuries. And, you know, here in the next couple of weeks, you're just hoping to hear that all, it, all if it, most, if not all of these rookies out there, you know, getting the experience they need. Exactly. So we're going to wrap up our episode today with some of the latest Colts news and rumors as well. Uh, Tight end Will Mallory was removed from the pup list. That's great to see. And already in his first practice today, he made a nice play uh, down the sideline, showing off that speed, that receiving threat that the Colts were uh, were so eager uh, to get when they drafted him out of the University of Miami. Yeah, and I, I'm just so intrigued now by what he could do in Shane Steichen's offense. Initially, as I said, when he was drafted, I was like, what are they doing? It kind of makes sense now. So really excited to see him getting healthy and out there making plays already. Just adds another body to that already competitive tight end battle that's going to go on all throughout uh, the training camp period and throughout the preseason. Uh, the Colts did make a move at cornerback signing Isaac Taylor Stewart, who was uh, a guy that spent the entire 2022 season uh, on the Dallas Cowboys uh, on IR. He had an injury, so he was went. Uh, he was a rookie last year. Cowboys waved him. Colts picked him up, uh, and and we'll see what he can do. Gets at least a chance to uh, to show what he's worth uh, throughout Colts camp. Yeah, and he's got four point two uh, forty yard speed, so he's very quick. He's about six foot one, about two hundred pounds, so he's one heck of as Ballard loves an athlete. So you're kind of hoping that maybe he can do what Baker Jr. did, and maybe he can make a statement without even being talked about at all diamond in the rough type of performance the big cornerback that gus bradley likes and with juju brents down and with darius rush down uh, adding another bigger cornerback was was kind of needed here for camp but to make room for isaac taylor stewart the colts waived cornerback cole coleman uh who was an undrafted free agent uh thought could have been possibly a a a player that could sneak on the roster as a backup slot uh but but it looks like cole coleman's time with the colts uh is currently over didn't really have a lot of time to make a name for himself um and it's definitely somebody that the colts could possibly bring back in the future out of a tiny school called Elon, the guy was about five foot nine or ten. So, like you said, that slot, uh, that slot corner type of role. But maybe he just wasn't a, a fit in Gus Bradley's defense, or maybe he just let up a couple plays. But uh, it's a competitive room right now, so the Colts they're willing to let guys go to bring other people in for opportunities. 
Right. And, and when I know all of the focus has been on the Jonathan Taylor situation for the past week, uh, but, but things are, there's a lot of things that are going well in, in Colts camp on the field, uh, despite all of the drama and all the nonsense surrounding Jonathan Taylor and his contract extension, uh, off the field. So, so that's our show for this evening, guys really, really appreciate all of the support, uh, special, special shout out to Patrick rye who is the uh, i saw someone call him the coo of horseshoe huddle uh he's basically i'm the lead investor of a yeah, horseshoe like the cfo huddle. chief financial the C- officer the cfo of horseshoe huddle so shout out to all of our super chatters tonight patrick especially but also stats matt logan schmidt uh the super stickers from Truett and my wife danielle all of you guys thank you all so much for your support it, it means more than you know and and it's it really helps us uh with this show being able to 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 produce as much content as we do and bring it to all of you Colts fans. Uh, and if you haven't followed us already on social media, please, we encourage you to do so like horseshoe huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell. So, you know, whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever uh shot is going live with the saddle up show. And especially when Drake and I are going live from training camp, we'll be back at training camp on August 6th. Uh, so we'll bring you a live show at that time. So make sure you tune in. Um, and guys, with everything going on, if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're on there as well. And then this Wednesday, there'll be another episode, the second episode of Horseshoe Huddle Halftime uh, from Drake and I, which is audio only. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on that as well, uh, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Those those episodes are, are a lot of fun. Just, just kind of sitting back, talking about whatever Colts topic comes to our mind. So, so as always, Drake and I writing diligently on horseshoehuddle.com to bring you written content as well. Drake, what are some of the things that the people can go check out uh, that you've written? Well, uh, I just did one called do the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. Um, uh, that's, that's definitely going to be one up for debate by a lot of people. And then just talked about how the running backs behind Jonathan Taylor have been shining in camp and showing that they also have a reason to prove that they, you know, belong on the field a little bit more. Awesome. Yeah. Great pieces. Make sure you go check those out. Uh, as, as for me, uh, I wrote a piece last week detailing what Shane Steichen has had to say about Anthony Richardson. Uh, Steichen went into detail about Anthony Richardson's progress through his first week of training camp, what he's done well, what hasn't he done well, or I should, really what he, what he is is continuing to work on, I should say, but really insightful piece uh, and, and some great great uh, talking points from Shane Steichen. So make sure you go check that out. And guys, I'm going to jump in on the Jonathan Taylor saga tomorrow. Jonathan Taylor or the Indianapolis Colts? Really, who is to blame? We talked about it tonight, but I'm doing a deep dive on that, and it's going to release on Horseshoe Huddle Tuesday morning. So make sure you go check all of that out. You can follow Drake at the Wallster Drake. You can follow myself at Andrew Moore NFL, and we'll be back Wednesday for Horseshoe Huddle Halftime and live here on YouTube Thursday night to talk about all the latest Colts news. So until then, have a good one and we'll see you then.